Welcome to the Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cook, and I'm here with another easy to digest dose of valuable board and company director related information designed to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 46. If you've been listening to the past two episodes, you'll know that this is part three of a end of year three-part series that I'm doing all about propelling your board career forward. This episode number 46 is focused on what you can do if you're looking to take your board career to the next level, uh, whether that's in 2022 or beyond. How do you move from a volunteer board role into a paid board position? This is something that I'm often asked about and I'm very excited to share information in this episode about that. Episode 44 was for those folks who are starting out on their board journey, the aspiring board members. And if you feel like your board goals didn't go as planned this year, Um, it may be worthwhile going back, listening to episode 44 and doing some of that resetting, relaying of the foundation to really help you with the work to do after that. In particular, episode 45, it's going to focus or it does focus a lot on networking strategy with the aim to getting you onto a board. So episode 44 in conjunction with episode 45 is a really great foundation if that's where you're at with your board career. This episode, episode 46, is really on what do we need to consider when we start thinking about what's next with our board role. There are many people in my Board Talk community on Facebook. Shout out to them. If you're not a member yet, I encourage you to get in there and join. It is free. A lot of them in there are looking for what's next with their board career. What do they do when they want to move from a volunteer to a paid board role? Now, If you're ready to find that next board role, paid or volunteer-based, firstly, I encourage you to work through the steps that I've laid out in episodes 44 and 45. This process that I developed and have encapsulated into the self-paced course, Break Into the Boardroom, works for aspiring board members of any level, whether it's your first board or fifth board role, paid or unpaid, it works. The process is very similar. Um, Of course, the work within that process will be different, but it's the same process nonetheless. nonetheless. So my recommendation is to have that embedded, those few things, the board goal, the unique value proposition, um, the, the networking plan, Um, your personal brand, all of those in alignment before we consider additional activities that will take you to that next board level. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about four different things um, that I recommend that normally come up with people who are looking for 
that next level in their board career. That could be a paid board role. That's usually where we focus on, but it could be into larger organisations, more sophisticated, complex organisations. It could be moving from a not-for-profit setting to a to a company governed by the Corporations Act. Whatever that level is, that next level is, it's the same sort of process. It's the same sort of approach. It's the same sort of thinking that you need to apply to your board career as you would have at the very beginning. We're just at different levels. So there's four things we're going to cover in today's episode around what to do when we're moving to the next level. The first is to invest in your learning and development and think formal and informal learning and development. Uh, Oftentimes, I recommend setting yourself an annual learning plan or curriculum that's normally heavily influenced by what you're facing on your board or boards in the next 12 months or have in the past. And you may notice that it's a knowledge gap that you have and you want to fill that knowledge, either through formal or informal learning and development opportunities. There's something to say that at this stage of your board career, if you haven't yet, there is likely going to be a driving force for you to formalise some of your governance knowledge. What I see often is that many paid board roles have an expectation or requirement that you have completed specific formal governance education. And if through your research, you've identified that this is likely the case for the boards that you're now positioning yourself for, then it may be time to put your money where your mouth is and make that significant investment into your board career. Otherwise, if you think that you have the requisite governance skills and or experience and you've gained it through other means and methods, then it may be that you can ask, ask around, ask people who you know that are on these types of boards or on the actual boards themselves, whether your pre-existing governance-related expertise or knowledge or experience is sufficient for the role that you're positioning yourself for. In that case, you may not have to formalise it through various means. Otherwise, this is likely something that you will have to do and demonstrate. So consider that as well. The second thing that is worthwhile doing if you're looking to Uh, take your board career to the next level in 2022. And that is, of course, to update your board resume and update it with your 2021 achievements. And if it's been more than 12 months since you've updated your CV, of course, you want to go back before 2021 and make sure those important things are incorporated as well. And keeping it fresh, keeping it current means that you won't have to panic 
when it comes time to share your resume with a potential new board. Uh, with anyone, whatever stage of career, board career you're at, I always recommend maintaining a list wherever you want to keep this, in a Word document, in a spreadsheet, on a note, whatever you want to do, keep a record of your key achievements in your professional capacity and or your key contributions in a board-related capacity. And that going through and putting the effort in every time that something comes up that you've achieved or you've had a significant contribution to makes it super simple when it comes time for you to update your board resume uh, when you're applying for certain opportunities. Um, So whether that's the case or not, the end of the year is a great time to review and update it anyway. Um, I want you to check in that it is aligned with your new board goal or goals and that you've gone through and you've thought about how do I need to evolve my unique value proposition and my personal brand to now appeal to these new boards, this new level that I'm working towards. And you've got to make sure that everything's now communicating that message. Part of your unique value proposition now is becoming probably both a mixture of your expertise and your board experience. So you'll notice over time that probably your board expertise and your board experience becomes more valuable for your board career than the initial reasons you got your board appointments in the first place. So you may want to expand this update to include your LinkedIn profile and any other online platforms that you maintain, like a personal website and also your offline personal brand assets as well, what you wear, um, how you talk, how you talk about your unique value proposition, what networking events you go to, all of that kind of stuff. I talked a lot about that in episode 44 Um, That's worth considering how that needs to evolve alongside with your board goal evolution. A board meeting is the most valuable time in any organisation. The boardroom is where the organisation's leaders come together and make decisions about the future success of that organisation. If you can make that meeting well-informed, more effective and less complicated. By default, you empower the board to make the best decisions, making the organization and its people successful. This is where the onboard platform can help. You can accomplish more outside of meetings with thorough preparation beforehand. Time spent in the boardroom becomes more focused and effective than ever before. See how at bit dot ly forward slash on board video that's bit dot ly forward slash o n b o a r d v i d e o the third thing which i think is really critical for a lot of us who are looking to take our board career to that next level is to have patience. Sometimes, oftentimes, the best investment into our future board goals is to focus on being a really good or really great 
board member on the board or boards that you're on right now. Think of it as building your platform that's going to help you to reach that bigger goal. Now, I think the natural question that you're going to ask after that is how long do I need to stay on the board or the boards that I'm sitting on? Well, of course it depends, but I often say that it needs to be a minimum of a term. But a minimum of a term on a board is usually two or three years. It's going to be very difficult for you to build a strong ladder to the next board based on two or three years of work on a board. Now, I am generalizing here, so please keep that in mind. Anything can happen. But I really want you to take a long-term view at this. A board career, kind of like your professional career, is something that takes a little bit of time to build. Uh, It takes longer for us to have board experience than it does in a professional capacity because of the rare times that the board meets And I use rare in comparison to the fact that we go to work usually five days a week versus one day a month that we have a board meeting. So you need to take at least a six to 10 year view on your current board role. Unless you just have to really get out of there, then that's a whole different motivation and it's less about building your board career than it is to be on the right kind of boards where you can build a really solid base of experience. So I have a client who is on a handful of boards, two of which they are the chair of and I had the conversation with this person about how she can continue to build their board career. And I said to her, the best thing that you can do right now is to focus on being a really great chair of these boards the experience that you will get through being a chair, in addition to leading the organization to achieving some really great goals, is going to be the best investment into your future board ambitions that you can make. There's no course, there's no coach that can take you through that kind of experience that you will get on the job. And this is why we have to maintain focus and not continually be striving for the next thing, thinking that when I get to that level, then I'll I'll focus on being good or then it'll be okay. The investment that you make in putting your time and energy and effort and thought behind being a damn good board member now that's going to get you recognized for the bigger, better opportunities, whatever bigger and better means for you. 
So number three about having patience is one of the most critical things uh, that you can most likely be doing right now. If you've gone through that and you've already spent six to 10 years in board roles and you've had experience as chair, you feel like you've run your course in the boards that you're in, maybe you don't need to take note of this point as much as someone else. But never forget, be so good they can't ignore you, as Cal Newport says. It's worthwhile. So number four, my final point, (laughs) if you're heading towards the end of your professional full-time career and you're looking to transition to uh, what we often refer to as a board portfolio, which is where you you move from a career where you've had a full-time job and you might have sat on one or two boards after hours or taking the occasional day off or half day off through the month to attend board meetings. We're now moving into a career where you might be doing a little bit of consulting based on the full-time career you've just come out of and you're building a a handful of board roles that you're most likely paid for. So we're doing a whole sort of portfolio of different things that are keeping us mentally stimulated as we transition towards retirement, but we don't quite want to do full-time work right now. We've done that. Now we're moving towards a, a portfolio type of career. And you can do that at any age. I don't say you have to be old for that. However you work your your uh, life to do that, have at it. If you're transitioning, this point is for you. There are some conversations that I really encourage and recommend that you have about this, about your ambitions at, at moving and transitioning to these paid board roles as part of a board portfolio. So firstly, this is with your significant other and or your family to get them on board with your goals and really just checking in to see that this fits and aligns and is possible with your overall life plans and goals. And everyone's different and you may have a partner or you may not, you may have a family or you may not, but if you have someone who you kind of probably spend a lot of time in your life with and you're very interdependent and what they do impacts your life and vice versa, then you probably want to sort of let them know what you're thinking and that everything can be set up, that that's really an easy transition for you to make and you're both on the same page. (laughs) So I guess on top of that, I really want that to be your first conversation because if it's just not possible then you've got to put the kibosh on it there. You, it's just not worth it. Um, save that goal for later when it's more possible. Secondly, if you are employed somewhere, I want you to have the conversation with your employer, your boss, as early as possible. Um, chances are that they're going to be really encouraging of you about your board goals and your desires and that they want to help you as much as possible. So you don't want to miss out on that. Secondly, you want to respect them and respect uh, what they've done for you by engaging them in the plan for you to transition out of the business and how that will look for them, so for your workplace and how it will look for you. And 
you've got to bring them on this journey so that you're not hanging them out to dry. You're leaving them holding a lot of things that you've left undone. That's not going to do anything for your reputation. (laughs) It's not going to get you any favors or any sort of support. You really want to engage your employer as early as possible with your goals, with your desires, how you're going to transition out of the business, what opportunities there may be for you to work part-time, casually, as a contractor, whatever it is um, that fit with your goals. So engage them, bring them on the journey, help them to help you. Thirdly, I really want to see you go and speak to a suitable professional about asset protection and financial planning. I want to underscore very, very heavily that it is usually unlikely that you're going to fully replace your professional income immediately via paid board roles. It could happen. I'm not saying it won't. I'm saying I really want you to think conservatively that it's unlikely you will replace like for like straight away. So you need to make sure that you've got a plan, a financial plan with all of your financial arrangements in place so that you can maintain the lifestyle you desire as you transition into this portfolio career. And then it loops back. (laughs) This is why you need to talk this through with your spouse or your family or your significant other or your dog or your cat or your fish, whatever it is, so that they are aware of what your goals mean for them, how it's going to impact the family and how they need to adapt to meet those needs as well. And again, whether that's possible. So those are the conversations I want you to be having if that's you in that position. And the longer the lead time you have to when you start winding back your professional career and increasing your board responsibilities, the better, because it's going to give you more time, um, more room, wiggle room, if you need to pivot and change anything and and adapt and whatever you need to do, the longer the run up on that, the better. So, That's the four things I want you to think about if you're looking to move your board career to the next level. We have learning and development and putting some investment into that to formalize it, updating your board resume and other platforms and other brand assets, particularly as you reposition yourself for more sophisticated paid board roles. Thirdly, having patience, remembering to be really great where you're at right now before you can leverage off of that to the next level. And four, have those important conversations that are necessary that are going to really help carry you into that next level of your board career. So this is the final Board Shorts podcast episode for 2021. I wish you a safe and joyful Christmas and a happy, prosperous and successful 2022. I look forward to talking with you when I come back in February 2022, refreshed, rejuvenated with more ideas on how to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. 
you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe, rate and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favourite podcast app. And please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways are from this episode on social media using the hashtag Board Shorts podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. The Board Shorts podcast is powered by Get On Board Australia, the destination for aspiring and new board members, helping you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom.